Hi, Tanika. Thank you for being on my podcast. Hi. I'm really happy to be here. Thanks for having me. You sound so professional. Um, so we're talking about Orphan Black, which is a huge fandom. Yes. Do, yes. You, do you feel like, do you know what the fandom is called? No. It's called, there's a um, loyal fan base. They're called the Clone Club. I love it! I did not know that. Would you consider yourself a clone clone club clone member? Club. Maybe I haven't gotten to the clone club status yet. I think I need to put a little bit more work in till I get to clone club status. But hopefully this this um, speaking on this podcast will give me some street cred. Yeah. I don't I definitely don't think I am uh no? in a clone club. I enjoy the the show. I'm yeah. more about the characters. Okay. Then the science of it, because I was trying to, I rewatched it. Yeah. And honestly, I just fast forward to get to Allison and Donnie and Helena scenes. Okay. I, I, I understand that. I completely get that. Like, the science part is just kind of like, I try to make sense of it, but I'm just like, it's fine. It's okay. I, be, I believe them. Well, for the longest time, I thought if you were a clone, you had to be a clone of a human being. Oh. But that's not the case. So the no. whole time, like, when I first started watching the show, I was like, oh, so if Sarah and Helena are the original, like, the twins who can have babies, that means they, they, were, they were the human beings. They have to be the originals. Yeah, yeah, And then all the others were cloned after them. And as I kept going, I'm like, I'm confused. So I had to, like, Google this, and I was like, oh, that makes sense. Like, you actually don't have to be an original, to be human and then a clone of the human. You could just be yeah. a clone. Um, yeah, but did they ever figure out why they could have babies and the others couldn't? I don't know. And I, really, I don't remember. I, I don't, don't really remember. Care. I think it was just like a it was just like a genetic fluke for them. Yeah. Um, and then they were trying to figure out why um, that was the case for them, so that they could. Um, just, I don't know, so that they could do what? Like they were so that they could like oh like have an entire new generation of clones especially like they wanted um Kira. sarah's kid yeah. yeah yeah because no matter how much she got hurt like she just didn't like sustain long-term injury like she yeah. got into that car crash and just there was nothing she was like all right okay and then got up <laughs> yeah um and then and of course you had the uh, the religious group that inseminated helena and then that was she, messed up. It was, was messed up, but I loved the whole... Pre like, my, one of my favorite parts of the series is when Helena is pregnant and she's at Donnie and Allison's, and then the cops come because she had killed the Portuguese gangsters. <laughs> and she yeah. has to pretend to be Allison. She's like, yes, I take your coats. And they're like, no, we're good. And she's like, do you want some breads? <laughs> or something like that. Um... And all sorts, of, and it's just like Donnie's like, oh my god, um, like who's they're gonna know. It's so funny. It's so fu and I love how he's like, no one goes in the garage, and we close the refrigerator door. Got it? She's like, like crystals. <laughs> I love it so much. And and when there was one time, this is one of me and my boyfriend's favorites. Is um, she goes, uh, somebody goes, holy moly, and she goes, yes, much moly. <laughs> <laughs> She's just so 
so good. I love She is. Her. Like, I legit was, like, frightened of her when this started. So I, I never thought I was going to end up liking her. And she would she was going to be one of the most endearing characters. Because when yeah. she started, it was, like, also the, the background music in addition to, like, every time she entered, it was very stressful. And so... Yeah. The way she was in the beginning, it just scared the shit out of me, basically. I don't know if I'm allowed to swear here. Yeah, you can share. Okay, okay, swear. okay. Yeah, cool. Sure. Um, um, but, yeah, so, but then later on, she turned, like, turns out to be this very, very endearing, like, almost lovable character, and it's the funniest. I did not expect that to happen. Um, okay, so let's start from the beginning. So how did you start watching it? So it was quarantine, so me and my brother, my, um boyfriend uh were saying like oh like we need shows to watch mm-hmm. right so um he said that he'd watched this before and was really good show so i didn't really ask much about it i just trusted his judgment we generally just like this similar types of shows anyway so i was like all right we'll see um and then he was like let me preface it just a little bit for you and then he told me how like sarah like comes to town and then sees a girl like killing herself in front of a um in the train station yeah and it's like says that much he doesn't say anything after and then he goes and then the plot unravels and i was like all right it sounds interesting and like he says that she she assumes his her identity but like doesn't get into the details of why and how so you didn't happened. know it was about clones he knew he'd watched it you did he watched it with me no i didn't i didn't know it was about clones okay um and so i was like right, like cool you know um and then we started watching it, and then I realized that they looked exactly alike when we got to that scene. And I was just like, oh, that's even creepier. And then and then we started watching it, just like, I just I was hooked from the very beginning. Yeah, do, were you thinking, like, oh, because they mentioned that she's a foster child. Yeah, that yeah. Like, oh, it's a twin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I thought. I was just like, that makes sense, because, like, foster, like, she doesn't know who her family, like, her like biological family is so like that that could totally make sense but, but yeah yeah it's little a mind- did i know there was there was so much more it's like a mind fuck <laughs> it really is it really really is i agree for me it was my friend this show came out around the same time as black mirror uh, okay. which is another really cool sci-fi yes i've watched show. a couple of episodes and i really like yeah it. so my friend was like oh you should check it out um, she, she mentioned both shows. So she's like, one show is never the same characters. It's always a different story, but yeah. revolving around technology, basically. Mm-hmm. And then the other one is about clones. So yeah. then several years go by and I, um, was told about this show again. So I started watching it and I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, this is the one where it's always a different story. So because they had different characters, I was like, oh, maybe I'm screwing it up. Maybe we concentrate on each clone and they have a different story regarding technology. So I had screwed up and combined Orphan Black with Black Mirror. And I kept waiting. I was like, this is all about Sarah. What the hell is this? Maybe it's each season. And then I (laughs) texted my friend, she's like, I'm talking about Black Mirror. You're you're thinking of Black Mirror. Our friend Black is a very different show. And I was like, oh, okay, now I can concentrate. Because I kept okay. waiting for it to change, change yeah. the plot yeah, yeah. and everything, and it just wouldn't. But it, it, if it wasn't for the characters, like if it was just about the science, I would not get into it. Or the th- conspiracies and the... So if it wasn't for the main relationship between the sisters... Yeah. And they're close ones, like um, Felix and 
Donnie um, and Arthur and everything. Like, I wouldn't even care for it. Which is probably... I mean, that's why I would rewatch the show. Yeah. I, like... I, I see... I don't... I, I haven't thought about it that way. So, because, like, if... I think, like, a show without those relationships would be if it was based on the guy clones. Because, like, they didn't really have relationships outside of that's their brotherhood, right? Like, and um, it was think, incestuous. Yeah, and it's very creepy. Um, but... Yeah, and you're right. Like, I didn't even think about this before, but you're right. Like, I wouldn't be as interested. Even if I watched it through, like, I don't think I'd be as interested as I am with this particular, like, with the, this group, yeah. you know? Um, so who's your favorite? I was just going to ask you that. You're my guest. You go first. Oh, okay. Well, um, my favorite is, uh, this is hard, because my favorite is Helena. Yeah, like she has to be my favorite. Like I, I my my boyfriend told me like warned me in the beginning like that hey like you're gonna end up like warming up to Helena and I was like no way that's not gonna happen she's so scary this and that and then um I did end up warming up to her and I just think she's the funniest character like in the most like dead face poker face way she's yeah. very very hysterical um and I think I also like um Kasima she's Kasima great very very freaking smart. And a lot of, there was a, a countdown of the best clones, um, and number one they said is Allison. In this one article, why? So, and in the second viewing of this, mm-hmm. I would agree. I was like, Allison is huh. this one, basically. Why? I don't remember what? what the article said, but basically, it's a she's hilarious. She is. Right? B, it's the idea, you know, she kind of holds things together. Um, She takes care of Helena. She's ready to be the aunt. And and also she has that human element where it pains her that she couldn't um, have biological children of her own. Um, And that's a common thread. Like, Rachel gets really upset about that. Allison does, too. Um, yeah. her relationship with Donnie, her, her hunger, her, her kind of, I don't want to say greed, but like her egos, cause she wants to become treasurer and then she decides mm-hmm. to be a drug dealer and then all sorts of stuff. But she has the most interesting things that happen and it's all because of her intentions. Yeah. And I think that's why people are, she's a little annoying. She's yeah. 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 She was really annoying when I first watched it, but then when I second time, second viewing of it, I was like, no, actually, she's starting to become my favorite. Is she really? grows on you? She um, does, and I, I definitely think when it, when it started, I was really annoyed by her. Like she was just too, um, like the things that she held important. Like I, I appreciated her ambition, but the things that she held important, like I just did not relate to. Yeah. Um, and it was just like I want to show up these people at this place you know and I was just like that's not a way to live um but like knowing her more throughout the series I definitely feel like she just has a lot of drive and in in the situation she is she wants to be able to do the best possible job that she can and like she's like the super mom that like yeah takes care of like because Donnie is basically useless in that relationship he's basically just useless i think that he has some redeeming moments towards the end of the series just a little bit but for the most part i just think he's useless um she just like handles it all like you said she wears the pants she's the head of the family for sure yep Um, yep 
But I do like another great episode. Actually, here's one of the reasons why I like Allison now is because throughout the every season, there's always at least one episode that is revolving around something that has to do with Allison, right? Huh. Um, so, for instance, one of my favorites is when they have to go visit her at rehab, and then there's, um, is it Vic, the ex-boyfriend of right. Sarah, and then he's drugged, and then then Sarah has to pretend to be Allison and give a talk and all sorts of stuff, and then they're like, yeah. oh, they can't go into our room, they're gonna, you know, all that. It's so funny. Then there's yeah. the one where she is running for treasury, so she has to, but Donnie's held hostage by the mob. Oh, or something God. like that. that and so yeah. then you have Kasima who comes in and Allison's mother is there causing yeah. problems. Plus yeah. her ex-boyfriend who is now the drug dealer that she is trying to get into business with. All this stuff happens. Who's um, flirting with her? Then there's, well, this isn't the whole episode, but the one that I loved is when she and Donnie are busy in the garage trying to dig up the the guy that they he killed because he's such a dumbass. Um, he killed by mistake, like that. Oh my god! I it, just and then it, because they have to get that worm thing out of the mouth and all that's uh, oh like my. the best episodes, the funniest episodes, really revolve around Allison. So I that's why I start liking her more. Cosima okay. is just super smart super cool super vulnerable she also gets sick she's the one that gets yeah. sick so you you're like holding out that she can survive yeah. even yeah, kira yeah. goes through surgery to save her right yeah. yeah yeah um and then but helena has that i always liked her when when we meet her with kira for the first time and she has that warm she has such a maternal but also childlike instance where like you don't yeah yeah, 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 yeah. right and that's when i was like "Uh oh i think i'm gonna like you yeah and 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 because of her broken english and of her her like she can kick your ass right yeah she's a lethal weapon uh remember (laughs) when she goes into the mob and then she's like i got the money they will not want change or something like that and then she comes out all bloody, and I was like, you know what, best not to know. Um, so I think she's always a favorite of people's because of that humanity in her, but also yeah. the lethal weapon, and that she's a little kooky. Yeah, I, I do, like, I, the things, like, the kooky part for me especially, just because, like, the things that fascinate her, fascinate me that fascinate her. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm just like, why are you so interested in this right now? Um and like towards the end when her kid is like eating sand or something like that and she's just like oh he eats sand oh, yeah. <laughs> that did it's warm fun. me so i started tearing up when she names her sons after arthur and donnie yeah that was really sweet that was um cute. would you like some trivia yes please i would like to hear some well in order for her to prepare to play her clones tatiana the actress Mm-hmm. Maslani, I think, created yeah, playlists and dances she thought epitomized her characters. So oh. for Kasima, it would be like rave music, and she would dance with glow sticks. Wait, Kasima or Sarah? Kasima. She'd have like rave music. Rave music, okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
And then Allison, she would use ballet. Okay, I see that. Uh, and then Sarah would be rock music, like The Clash, which she wears the t-shirt for The Clash yep. all the time. Um, and then apparently, according to the trivia that I learned, Helena was kept private in her trailer. So, like, I guess no one really knows what she uses for Helena. <laughs> Um, but that's and how she would get into the mindset of the character herself. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, and I think Meryl Streep move over. Tatiana is such a talented actress. She is and underrated. Like she. Yeah. She did such an incredible job with the with the all the clones and like, but towards the end of it, like you think of these people as different people. Yeah. And she's the first Canadian to have won an Emmy, but it mm-hmm. took like. I think it was the fifth season, the final season, that she finally got the Emmy, and, and but it's and and to be fair, like for the actor who plays the male clones, mm-hmm. they don't give them enough differences. You know, you have the one who grew up with the religious people who married yeah. and Grace. Mm-hmm. You have the army guy. You have like more of the sadistic guy, but. You're not they the twin, we, the twin twins the, yeah. yeah so we don't get a, to know those characters very well mm-hmm. but also they didn't really give them a different look too and I think yeah. that it how all these little things um, added to it definitely added it you know like when you saw Kasima it wasn't just the dreadlocks it was yeah. it's just Kasima yeah and and you kind of bought that it was she is not played by the same person as Sarah. Yeah, and, like, this is her life, and this is her story, and um, this is her distinctive characteristic or vibe or whatever it might it might be. You know? You're right. Like, it is true. They didn't give as much distinction for her. So. Yeah. But they... Yeah. Um, then did you know that in all the episode titles in season one are named after Charles Darwin's On the Origin of Species? That's smart. I like that. Then season three titles were came, coming from the farewell address of the uh, U.S. President um, Eisenhower in which he discusses the rise of a military-industrial complex. So, right, because around season three is when we get into how the government or something odd. The government. The government has been yeah. using it. Mm-hmm. So, like, let's look at some of the titles. So. Uh, newer Elements of Our Defense is episode four. Then episode five is Scarred by Many Past Frustrations. So, like, these are all parts of his speech about government involvement, I guess. That's really interesting. That's really smart. Um, and then we have season one. It's not the same order as the book titles of Darwin's book but you know we have instinct is episode two natural selection is episode one Mm. um let's see entangled bank is episode eight is what it's called but either way it's kind of cool to hear like how they thought up of the structure of the show and it seems like originally the creator of the show wanted to make seven seasons and a movie holy shit Wait, um, is the movie still happening? Is that still a thing? So that's, that's the other thing, is they, eventually they ended it to season five, and I think better to have fewer than better more. Better quality, yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Um, 
but then uh, also it's just such a complex show but they were saying when the release of the last season was coming out that they're working on other storylines based on it because we do find out there um, there have been 274 Lita clones in total that's true um, So and we only met 19 of them right oh, wait, we met all 19 that's a lot that is a lot, and only nine of these nineteen survived by the end of the series. So it's, uh, I think it's including um, the female uh, and the male, and may, and remember we also have the what was young Sarah, and you know the little girl is cloned again, and Rachel raises the little girl who's basically yeah. her. Um, you know, so we have those clones too. But there's yeah. two hundred seventy-four, so they have a long way. To, to move around awesome it. to make this, yeah. Um, they could also do sort of like how Sons of Anarchy started. Um, oh, well, I don't know if that show is going to happen, but it started with the son, and then they and then the creator of the show decided he wanted to do the prequel, so they could okay. do a prequel oh, of, yeah. of Orphan Black, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah. when Sarah was born, or maybe the founding of... What is it? Yeah. Darla? No. Whatever it is. Um, but there's a lot of movement, like, a lot of yeah, pieces. Yeah, there's possibilities. It's, it's kind of like Star Wars, like how Star Wars had concentrated on just that family mm-hmm. um, and that uh, plot. And now we have the Mandalorian, and then we have the Clone Wars, and then we have yeah, the yeah. prequels and stuff. So I feel like this is its own genre that's similar to Star Wars. Like, who knows what's going to happen in ten years. That's fair. That is fair. Like, even if they don't do it, somebody else could take it up. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Also, I completely forgot about Crystal. I did like her character. I think it was very refreshing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the, not one, definitely not, like, a favorite, but, like, I did appreciate the 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 slight, like, relief in intensity she brought. Like, it was, like, everybody is super intense in their own ways, and she was just not. Yeah, she sort of had that airhead quality of hers, but then when she goes to the... But she, yeah. The, um bank for uh, insemination and yeah. then Donnie and Felix are there pretending to be a couple yeah yeah and Kasima is their surrogate mm-hmm. and then she comes along and they're like oh they're gonna screw it up oh that was hilarious when Donnie had to pretend to be her masseuse um, but so she had that air qual- airhead quality but she also was like no 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 I'm gonna figure this out no. and she wasn't off like her theor- her hypothesis of why they were yeah. after her. I was like, that's she, not she a She incredibly close. Yeah. yeah. I'm like... She, I mean, like, I think the umbrella, like, grouping that she grouped this conspiracy under was um, cosmetic companies, and that was off, but just generally, before the grouping, like, all the um, small, like, nuances that went into it, like, that she yeah. was right about. But even her theory that it was the cosmetics company, I mean, it's not the most ethical industry and why would she ever think it's about cloning yeah right yeah. so i was yeah, like yeah. that's not a bad idea good job you know <laughs> um so yeah, yeah she's hilarious we have is it mk or something like that which one was mk again i don't know if it's her name is oh, mika mika is it Mika? It's so hard, but, like, they had the different, like, Eastern European characters. You have the German, yeah. you have, I think, a Russian or something. Yeah. 
Yeah. And they come in every once in a while. Uh, or, oh, and then, did you ever feel like Beth and Arthur had, were more than just professional partners? I... Because we are revealed that they did have... Did have a situation yeah. happening. No, I agree. I think I did, but I didn't think it was reciprocated. I thought it was unrequited on, on like, fr- from, like, Arthur liked yeah. that. I just didn't think it was reciprocated from Beth, but turns out it, it was. Yeah. And that she was getting closer and closer to... Paul, figuring, like, out. figuring out Paul and that little douchey guy. Oh, so Paul, like I had such mixed emotions about Paul. Like I hated him in the beginning, but then he was just like, I kind of care about you, and then went and got himself killed for one of the clones. So I guess that redeemed him just a little bit. But yeah. he just like the whole like he was. I just didn't like how he no. went about as a human being. Yeah, in it, life, you know. There was also this line he put, he was like, it was never Beth that I was in love with. And I'm like, you barely know Sarah. What the hell is wrong with you, dude? I didn't even get to that. I was just like, that's like so messed up on so many levels. It wasn't even a barely no situation for me. It was more like a, oh my God. Like that. What would you even call that situation? I don't know, but it was like a waste. I was just. No, I don't like... Yeah, Paul always got on my nerves. I I always liked... For the most part, the men... The male characters had a lot of redeemable qualities. Like, Donnie is a dummy, you know? But he is... Oh, God, I hated him. You hated him? I I adore him. I could not stand him. I was just like, what the hell, Donnie? Just, like, just please just... Like, don't be a waste of space here. No! Uh, I just thought he was just... Too airhead for me to like. I, I couldn't. It I love so him. Weird. And apparently, in real life, those actors like uh, Tatiana and the guy who plays Donnie got along well. So some of the funniest bloopers are with them. Them? Oh, that's cute. Because they're just goofing off or something like that. It's so yeah. cute to see like that. And of course, Felix is. In general, when I first watched the show, I was like, in general, my favorite character is Felix. Okay. Because he's always there for them. Um, and and one of the heartbreaking parts of Allison is that she needs that camaraderie, and yeah. she never had it, really, because she's the boss. Like, Donnie is a subordinate, subordinate to her. Yeah. Um, and so when she meets Felix, she needs him more. Um, and then there's... Then when he wants to find more about his biological family, yeah, that was really sweet. We meet his sister, who we always we always had like a little suspicion, but she actually ends up being a pretty normal, an asset sort of because she's a lawyer. Yeah, she's a little bit like on like, the alcohol end, but other than like that, I just guess adds character. Yeah, she sort of reminded me of Crystal. Just because she's a little bit like, well, maybe it was just the alcohol talking then. Because I was kind of thought she was kind of out of it. Yeah, but she was like, like heavily drinking the entire, like most the most of the time that we met her. Yeah, so that's true. But it was it was a sweet moment. Um, 
Like, every time when he is with the siblings. And also, I loved his apartment. And I loved his lock, which was a screwdriver. I just loved that. It made me happy. I was just like, oh, my God. You guys are, like, participating in such dangerous activities like the fbi might be after you please can you just invest in like an actual like security situation even if it's just a lock like a screwdriver i feel like is not working for your capacities or your role in this particular hey, listen situation. it got the job done did it though did it he always had people just like waiting for him in his in oh yeah his well apartment. you kind of well you yeah you can't lock it from the outside so if he wasn't home, then yeah, people could easily break in. Yeah, that's that's yeah. a fair point. But I loved it. I loved his apartment. I loved his art. Um, did, I liked his art a lot. Um, and then there's let's talk about. Oh, I I liked um, Kira's baby daddy. Or well, Sarah's uh, baby not daddy. Sarah's baby daddy. Kira's oh, daddy. Yeah. Okay. Well, I didn't like him all that much in the beginning. I was just like, all right, whatever. But then well, he grew on me. I liked he him did, but I also, I watched it after I had watched Game of Thrones. Okay. And he's on Game of Thrones. Oh, I did not know that. Caleb, what's his name? Caleb or something, Caleb. or Cal Caleb. or something. Callum? Whatever. Um, <laughs> not important. Um, he cute. Uh, that's, that's what really matters. Um, but... <laughs> And he's a good dad. Um, like he, so they had to like do something with Kara because they're like, okay, it's gonna be annoying to have to deal with this kid all the time. So, yeah. and then he ended up having to do Game of Thrones. So then they sort of like, yeah, maybe Mrs. S's family takes her in. Don't worry about it. And we're like, okay, we'll just won't question it. Um, and like, yeah, yeah, you just never came back after that one time. Yeah. So, but I liked him. Well, so when I watched it, I was like, oh, it's Dario from Game of Thrones. I'm, I'm, uh, on, I'm into this. This is uh, awesome. Um, but it also was unique because at first I was like, well, would the, the man, the, the dad have to be a clone or something? Like, I was wondering if that was going to come up because Kira was conceived. So, yeah. but it turns out because we have Helena's children are conceived through in vitro with the um preacher guy mm -hmm. which at first i thought maybe it would be jesse her boyfriend remember her boyfriend <laughs> um but love that was so sweet oh god i i also feel like i'm like helena in ways like that <laughs> yeah i just like I, she's so endearing to me like she is like such a badass and she also can be like lethal killer to someone who is like the most caring towards kids in like two seconds flat yeah and i just and like kooky the entire time i just i love that about her like all the that one scene where she and sarah are driving and she just started singing sugar dun, 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 dun. and then sarah's like what and she's like yeah the ukrainian nuns played it a lot <laughs> <laughs> and you know how she sings it a little off like it's time to say like honey and then she'll be like sugar and then she's like oh <laughs> I sang that wrong <laughs> um, so like just like nuances like that like it was a very very believable character even though like her situation was so out of this world yeah and I feel like do you think now that I'm thinking about it you and I are well you're an immigrant an immigrant and I come from a family of immigrants mm -hmm. so it's sort of like English is not necessarily our first language so I feel like I can not that my family is like that but it, it's 
there are certain things about the language that we have our own kooks to it. So when she does it, it's it comes off as very relatable. Yeah, you're like, I have an aunt who always mistakes singular for plural and vice versa or something like that. I was just wondering about that. I was like, wonder if that's relatable too because we know people yeah. who... Um, English is not their first language or that yeah. their customs, like it's a very different culture and upbringing from what yeah. we are exposed to in, well, in the show it's Canada, but here U.S., we're in the U.S. kind of thing. Yeah, um, but I also think that, like, it's not, for me, it's not just, like, relatives. It's also, for me, that's how I sometimes go towards those kooks and, like, like the kooks that we used to have when we were growing up or mm-hmm. my family still has certain, or, like, we know people who do, um, I, like, revert back to that when I'm talking to my family or somebody from home, not because they don't know how to speak it, but it just feels more communal when yeah. I use those kooks. Um, and so I still use it, you know? Like, there are ways in which we say certain things that we know is not right, but we love saying it because it makes us feel, like, more at home. Yeah. You know? like, I, I think that's a part of it for us, too. Yeah. If you come from, gener- like, a from similar, either the same generation or the generation before you, where it's it's brought up different yeah, from how you were brought up, so then it comes yeah. out of you. So Helena brings that out, like, brings back part of home for us. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's I true. mean, it may not be the same region, but, like, it's the same, like, sentiment yeah. of how she still carries that home with her. And, yeah, it just, you're right. Like, I didn't even think about it that way, but it is very, very uh, endearing and just, like, makes you warm up to her so much more what about so that's makes me think of like rachel who is raised knowing that she is self-aware that she's a clone raised by scientists eventually the more maternal um loving family is taken away from her and she's raised purely as a science project so she it's hard for us to relate to her or like her right Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I, I'm wondering if it's like a family from like a military background or a science project family that might be relating to Rachel more. I don't know. That's interesting because, like, I, I mean, food for thought. Food for thought. That's true. I just also feel like. Like you don't necessarily have to be military family to be be brought up in a in a in a in a family that is not very affectionate. Like I think like our culture, mm-hmm. like basic culture, is like you don't you're not necessarily affectionate to your kid. Like I'm not saying to all, but there is a big portion of people who the job of the dad and the mom is to be the providers and the t- taking care of us. But like there isn't a lot like that. The main the main priority is given to providing, mm-hmm. right? Like, the, like, building individual relationships with all your kids, like, for or a parent, like, that's not given that much priority in our culture than, than it would be in the U.S., for example, say. Yeah. But, like, I also think that, like, that's what they knew as well as, like, it's not like they don't want to. I just think they don't know that they don't know that this is not just like a provider role but like to them the first priority is like yes like i'll provide for you like you know so it doesn't have to be a military family i think but i like it's also just to keep you safe to make sure that you get your best possible opportunities that type of thing but like having 
born up born and brought up in a similar culture i just i still don't relate to yeah and when you mentioned like you don't have to come from i i was just thinking like what is a very strict upbringing and usually military uh backgrounds to have that but it reminds me of it's a play and then they turned it into a film called fences that denzel washington starred in and directed Oh, and it's know. about an African-American family, mm-hmm. uh, working class, and there's a very famous scene where the son, he, he it, it takes place all in the front yard of their house or the backyard of their house, and, okay. and the father, Denzel Washington, um, mm-hmm. is building fence and stuff and or something, and, and the son is growing up, and he comes from, like, he's like, Dad, do you even like me? And he's like, where is there a rule that I have to like you? I provide for you. You have a house, like a roof over your head, you have food in your belly, I take care of you. That's my job, you're my son. But there's no rule that says I have to like you, kind of thing, right? So I was like, oh, that's harsh, that's harsh. Uh, but going back to what you're saying is like, certain cultures are like that, that they're like, my job is I created this person or I'm raising this person, and I just have to make sure that they're alive. Yeah, That's yeah, and first I think, like, that, yeah, and like honestly, like coming from that culture, it also makes me appreciate the fact that you know it's hard to provide yeah. for yourself, let alone multiple people, and the fact that you have just taken this responsibility on and just like never asked for anything in return. We take that for granted because yeah. we're the kids, and we're just like, okay, whatever, you know, that's you're my parent, that's your job, yeah, you know? exactly, but also, like, yeah. I, I guess that's your job, but also just like it, it takes a lot to do, and we just are never appreciative of that. So I think that coming from that culture, it does make you appreciate that aspect too. Yeah. Uh, even though like maybe like you would want more affection or more of a uh, emotional relationship with your your parent, um, even if it's th- that's not there, I think it does. Or at least for me, it does. I can't speak for everybody, but it like makes me appreciate the fact that this, yeah, like no matter what, I have never had some like I've never not had something I needed yeah you know I've never gotten all all I wanted but everything I needed I always got and that's that's commendable and also just like I'm grateful and lucky for that but all of that being I mean that I guess is a long really long way winded way of saying just like we might come from those cultures and we might have had stricter upbringings but I just don't think like and the ambition too like Rachel just wants to be just like the head of everything and running everything like that like just taking that aspect out trust me that's goals for me like there's so many like i I love her ambition like i love that she's self-aware yeah self-aware and like is like okay this is my reality like i could be pissed off about it or i could just accept it and like do what i gotta do like i all these particular aspects on their own i i like but as a whole person and the way she is a human like for some reason i just I, I don't like that yeah it is that's how rachel and allison kind of are similar they have ambition they have goals and they will do whatever they have to do to attain them mm-hmm. but i think the big difference is that allison has donnie she has felix she even has her sisters um she has her kids in a way that you know where yeah. she can't be all about her. It's about the kids. It's about being there for the other people or them giving her that emotional support. 
that Rachel never really had. Like, even her monitors, she was like, well, you're my fuck buddy. Right? Yeah, you're and right. So and, like, she that, never like, had affection. Sense. Yeah. So, it's, I guess, if the other part of this show is it shows you need to have a provider, like, for anything to grow, whether it's a human or a clone or whatever, you yeah. need to have certain necessities, which yeah. is why Helena's a little kooky. She didn't have a lot of those necessities. She was, like, beaten and kept in a closet or something like that, she talks about. Um, but also you need to have a community and affection and just a love and support. Otherwise, yeah. you become sort of um, an egotistical, like, kind of robot. Yeah. Right? You're self-aware, but you're not sympathetic or have any empathy. Yes, exactly. So it's an interesting thing of, of seeing all these different characters and how they were raised in such different households. Yeah. Um, and situation how, yeah. Really right? Also, so, another reason I really relate to Helena is, like, I grew up in a very strict convent. <laughs> so, you? like, obviously nowhere near as scary as hers, but ours was pretty scary, too. And I'm just, like, some of the things she says about the nuns, I'm just like, yo. Did you really? Know. Yeah, I, didn't know I, that. I grew up. I grew up in a Catholic convent in the middle of nowhere in India. I didn't know that. Oh, oh no, I never told you this. No. <laughs> yeah, so I went to boarding school my entire life, and that was where my boarding school was. Oh. Yeah. So they're so, strict. Like, yeah, they're very strict. Oh my god, I wasn't allowed to wear more than four bobby pins in my hair because it was considered stylish. Oh. Because, like, we had uniform. There was nowhere we could be stylish. Like, you weren't allowed to, like, make it shorter or, like, stuff like that would be frowned upon slash you could get suspended. And, like, they would control it down to the very little, like, your hair needs to be in pigtails. It needs to be in a bowl that has just two petals. Like, you know, yeah. instead of making, like, a flower, you make two petals. And then you have um, four bobby pins in your hair and that's it. And I'm a frizzy hair girl. Yeah. You know, I need more than four bobby pins in my hair. But I wasn't allowed that oh, and like my my straighter haired girlfriends were like that worked out a little bit better for them than me i just didn't think there was equity in that situation it wasn't an equitable situation anywho but i did, did. they used yeah. to um discipline you like uh, spank you or oh, yeah. You, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah we got beat <laughs> oh god i had no idea so now you yeah, really really to that so I, I, when I was in um, college, I had a creative writing. I did a creative writing. I, I like I double majored in econ and creative writing. So one of my creative writing essays, I wrote nonfiction, was the creative ways in which um, people back home know how to beat people. <laughs> I think I scared a fair number of people in my class. I was like, it's supposed to be one of those peer review things. So you write it and you take it and like your friends review it, like your peers review it and have a live review in class. So, like, I was talking about the different ways in which, like, we experience beatings. It was a page and a half, you know, and it was very, very creative ways of getting beat, basically. And I was just like, it just, like, it astounds me that people come up with these these uh, methods. And I, I got beat a couple of times. Yeah, like, that's I'm, another thing is, what what is your stance on, like, disciplining children? Should they be spanked or beaten or... There's I, different levels, right? I feel like at the end of the day, like, the reason this was, like, we were beaten when we were kids is because that was the only way 
to discipline. People didn't know any better. Like, mm-hmm. that was the only way. That is how my parents got disciplined. My parents never beat me, though. It was just, like, in... in, in um, in the convent yeah, yeah yeah so like it was just like but like that's the generational thing is like if your parents are beaten and their parents are beaten like you know like it's just that so i never and, like, thought of timeouts or no it was it was normal like i think now you can't you can't do that because it, it's not the same situation like i feel like the only reason like our generation is okay is because we knew that that was the only way they knew how to discipline kids. They knew no other way. But now with education and with the world becoming smaller and resources getting pushed everywhere, they're like, you know, people learn about like the negative effects of what, like beating is not just disciplining. Like you, there, you can do positive reinforcement and like positive mm. constructive criticism. You don't have to beat somebody. Yeah. You know, like I just, yeah. So it's just like now that people know there is no excuse to beat kids, I think. For me, personally. Yeah, I, I don't know if people would agree with me, a lot of people, but I just think that if now we know better ways, and our ki- like our kids will know that we know better ways, so it's not going to seem as a normal way of disciplining because then it's going to seem like a specialized situation because other kids aren't being. Yeah, I remember when I was babysitting a family, and it, this family was African-American, and when she, I babysat her from like nine months old till she was seven or eight years old, so when she got older, you know, like around three or four, you know, she's like, did you see my spanking stick? I was like, what? No. And and so her parents were like, this is what we do. And she's like, I took a ruler because this is how my mom disciplined me. And uh-huh. if I was misbehaving, she'd be like, do you need me to go get the stick? And just yeah. the mentioning of the stick made me more uh, you're like oh i'm not gonna do it and she's like and even if we push the limits because that's what children do they want to see she's like what we do is it's more of a tap but the because of the symbolism that this ruler is your spanking stick basically your discipline Uh stick as soon as it touches your skin even in a tapping form you know you did something wrong she never really spanked her like like that no she never did that but it was this principle like we'll bring that out because you are not behaving and there will be consequences to that yeah i was like oh okay she's like yeah yeah yeah. we're not condoning to like beat our kid but it's understanding what are the rules and sometimes they need a physical reminder of what those rules are so yeah there's like there's an old like i think it's english um saying it's like spare the rods uh, spoil the child that was used a lot when we were going. Yeah. I mean, I know what you're talking about, but it's it's an interesting one because I feel like with um, I was talking to a friend of mine who's Middle Eastern as well, and yeah. our mom, I was like, I don't know how my mom had that look. She's like, oh, if my mom gave me that look, just a look, I would swallow my tears. And I love yeah. her. Just yeah, dude. It, you oh did, they God. didn't even do anything, say anything. They just gave you a look, and you're like, "Oh, I'm in trouble." Just like it's like that look where it's just like, "Are you crying? I'll give you something to really cry about." <laughs> and they didn't even do anything yet, and you're like, "No, no, 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 no it's fine, it's fine. I'll smile and I'll be a good little girl," uh, kind of thing. But it's it's an interesting idea. So yeah. I like how our conversation went from Helena to discipline and should we spank our children and all that yeah. stuff but this is the beauty of podcasts like it goes all it just over. flows i love it yeah but yeah any other i mean we i guess we didn't really talk about mrs s 
Oh, yes. Her I wanted to talk about. The only thing I wanted to talk about about her was I love the fact that she was very just like Mama Bear. Mm-hmm. And no matter what, she didn't let anybody like hurt her little baby cubs. Great. But for the life of me, for the life of me, I cannot understand why she left the art show and went and met that murderer by herself. Like, I just don't, like, I thought it was so unnecessary. Like, I think that this could have been an easily avoidable death. I, like, I don't know why she meant, what, Ferdy I don't even remember this, really. I know she dies. She dies. She gets killed by, like, Ferdinand or something. Was it Ferdinand or, like, some other person? I don't remember. It was a man. Um, but she, like, leaves to go meet this guy for no reason that felt good enough for her to, like, go with that backup. And it was her house. Like, she could have easily, like, told Arthur or somebody to just, like, come with. Like, she just went in knowing she was going to get killed but didn't even try to save herself and she could have been saved. Yeah, I, I don't even remember if, like, it was, for instance, like, when Paul dies, it was, like, a sacrifice, right? Yeah. So, I don't know if they were trying to do that for Mrs. S, or that was just, like, we need to finish this off. I think it seemed like a, we need to finish this off, because I did not understand the reasoning behind why she died. Like, it just didn't seem, it felt useless. Yeah. I just, I was not about it. But generally, I just liked her character in terms of, like, who she was as, like, oh, my God, I'm the fierce matriarch situation. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. And I also like that she has a little backstory about, like, oh, she used to be quite flirtatious with the, with oh, the yeah, man but... back in the day. Yeah. You know, she was, she was pretty, she, she, she did her thing. Mrs. Yeah. S. She wasn't just Mrs. S. She had her yeah. own life. But, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well. I mean, I don't know. I th- there's so many elements to this show and has a lot of moral implications to it that we yeah. could discuss. But also, I I don't know. I think we had a pretty good conversation. I don't have anything that like I have to say. <laughs> yeah, me neither. I think I got all my feelings out, particularly my positive feelings about Helena out. So I think I th- we didn't talk a lot about Sarah though. Oh yeah, Sarah. She yeah, she's cool. <laughs> and like she's like the main person. I we barely like. Well, it's just, like, everyone gives her enough attention that I don't really care. I, I, yeah, I, I think she, like, I think she's a little self-centered. Um, I definitely think she's brave for doing all that she did, but, like, her just expecting Mrs. S and Felix to just drop shit for her, like, her problems were more important than than theirs and the fact that like she wouldn't support felix when he was looking for her Mm -hmm. his birth family like i just didn't like that i was just like you being a little petty and then she went on a downward spiral after somebody died who died somebody died and like there was a scene with her in like in in the bar and she was like making out with a girl and a guy oh yeah i don't remember why was she spiraling i forget why she was spiraling i think we always knew that she has that self-centeredness because in the very opening of the show we know that she abandoned kira for 10 months yeah left her with mrs s i mean after all these seasons i just thought that she would be better oh like she she's not one of those characters that grew not like well grew in terms of like okay like her obviously her she has a greater purpose in life and it wasn't just about moving from one city to the other and just trying to survive like she got better with kira and she did get better with like just like okay like i have a sisterhood like i have to do everything to protect my sisterhood and like that i will give it to her credit where it's due yeah. but also like when things got like 
I don't know what she was spiraling out of, but I was she was not able to focus on the priority, which understandable. I mean, what do I know? She has a very hard life. Like, you know, like I can't speak. I can't judge, honestly. Like, you can't but, judge a clone who finds out she's a clone and there's like 19 other clones. Yeah, because I have nothing. Yeah, I have no, no experience, no, no place, no high ground I could stand on for that. But also just like, I just thought that after all of the shit that she did to like make sure her sisters and Kira were okay, the fact that she starts not like... Kira started taking a back seat and Miss like yeah. Mrs. S just kind of took up again. Like, I didn't like that. I didn't like that little digression. I thought, like, digression would be a day or so. Like, she was going into... Like, you're allowed to have your little moment where you're just like, okay, like, I just need to be by myself, okay? But she was, like, yeah. severely drinking for what seemed like an extended period of time to me. Again, and I just didn't think that. Like, you spiral, but, like, you also know that you have a kid... And you spent, you worked so hard to get her back. Like, why are yeah. you? For instance, because, like, Helena, when Donnie says, Helena, by the way, um, Allison's having a hard time with your pregnancy, just remembering mm-hmm. we're having a hard time. We had a hard yeah. time conceiving. Yeah. And her answer was, she's like, I don't want to be a burden for her. Mm-hmm. This is a happy occasion. Yeah. So she left so that she can spare Allison's feelings. Yeah. Right? And then she comes back right in time. To save her from, um, I forget who, but, like, she kills the guy, right? So, it shows growth because she probably is more of a killer instinct, but she had that instinct to be like, no, I grew, I care for this family, I don't want them to get hurt, and if I'm going to hurt them, I leave. Yeah. Sarah never really has that. I mean, she sort of, she's like, I don't trust your, Felix's biological sister, I mean, that's fair. It's fair, but also understanding Felix's point is, like, you figured out where you're coming, where you come from. I still don't yeah. know. Yeah, and like, I think, like, not trusting is fine, but at the end of the day, like, this is, you should, whether you trust her or not, like, this is Felix's prerogative, and just as Felix is supporting you and everything, you need to support him in this, even if it may. Yeah. Like, Felix wanting to find your, her, his birth family might be detrimental to you, but, like, this is not about you right now. Yes, exactly. And, and even like Beth, she kills herself because she realizes it's, she knows too much. She knows too much and it's to keep everyone safe. Yeah. Right. So like she makes this ultimate sacrifice. Um, but yeah. And yeah. Yeah. I feel like people give too much uh, attention to Sarah. So I was like, eh, I'm good. Yeah. Same. I like that she wasn't my favorite character. I was yeah. like, I'm glad are the main one in the show, I guess. Like, it's fine, whatever. But I definitely think, like, an entire new se- series just through Helena's point of view would be, like, fun to watch. Oh, my God. It would be the best. I just love her so much. I love her dynamic with all the other characters. Like, yeah. with Arthur when he's questioning her and she's like, I tell you something. I like these donuts or something like that. And he's like, oh, this is not useful, Helena. <laughs> kind of thing. And she what? always called Donnie by his full name, Donnie Hendrick. Oh, yes, that's so true. It's like, Donnie Hendrick, you look like bull, or something like that, yeah, or like a pig, because he's tied he's up. Strong, yeah. So, um, it's so cute. Anyway, yeah, well, thank cool. you for being on the show. Well, thank you for having me. <laughs> um, but yeah, all right. Well, I mean, yeah, watch Orphan Black, and if you're more into the sciences, you know, watch the show and figure out that science stuff, but we're not yeah. really into that. And, and be a part of the Clone Club. 
Oh yeah, but yeah, let's let's start joining Clone Clone Club. I hope they take us. <laughs> All right, thank Have you so time. much. Bye. Bye.